right? And I'm sitting over here with expert problems like... Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 3, Episode Number 14. I am joined by my co-host... Alex Katzif. And I'm your other co-host, John McStravick, and we are wrapping up week number 12 of the NFL, which means we have one week left in the regular season of the Fantasy Football League. So we have no time for small talk. We're going to get into that in a moment, though. But first, we're going to have our Fantasy Talk topic of the day. And Alex, this one is pointed mostly towards you. You've been speaking about it a couple times, mentioning it here and there throughout the season. Uh, I want to know, what's it like to be a commissioner of a league? Is Is it hard? Is it stressful, especially at the last moments of the season? Uh, just talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it takes a special type of person to be the commissioner, someone who is willing to receive all of the complaints from everybody, a person that kind of understands you can't make everyone happy. But I'd say the hardest part for me is is balancing uh, knowing what all of the points are and all the positions each year and still being a player that has good sportsmanship. Because um, there are certain little things that you can kind of take advantage of, like pulling people off the IR not needing a, a spot on your bench. I know that because I'm a commissioner, not because, you know, I'm a person in the league that, you know, read the rules, essentially. Uh, but stuff like that, it kind of gives me a leg up. And, and, and I've always enjoyed kind of being the center of attention, so it works for me. But it's not for everybody. No, I've never been a commissioner. I've thought about it, like the idea of it. I'm curious about it. But honestly, I feel like fantasy football takes up enough of my time as just a manager of a team let yeah. alone three, and then adding in the idea of commissioner duties where, you, like you said, you have people texting you and emailing you and calling you at any hour of the day, uh, complaining about probably mostly stupid shit, but sometimes some serious stuff, and you got to be on top Always. of it. And and one of the hardest things, actually, is picking the draft date, oddly enough, is, is trying to get nine or... You know, eleven other people on the same page for one day for a few hours. Is hard. Yeah, and I and I can see that that bit behind of the uh, behind the curtain part of it with our LA locals league. That is the Woo. one thing you can tell Jake is just ripping his hair out. Oh, I don't blame him. Uh, and it, I get it. I get that part of it so specifically. That that seems like a tough thing to do. And like you said, nobody's ever happy. Yeah, and that helps in our league because I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, knowing kind of what he's going through. So there are times where I let things slide or there are times where I really pile it on just because like, I know I have that in that. I finally have that opportunity. Well, I was just going to say that I I was just going to say the sort of the same thing where it's like, it gets to the point now where we almost, we almost mess with him on purpose because we know (laughs) he's having such a hard time because some people are are actually difficult. So then we just pretend we're being difficult. And, but that's us. That's like the genetics of who we are. Well, yeah. I mean, that is kind of the point of fantasy football is to, is to mess with each other like that. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I, it's an interesting thing. I, it's way too involved, but it probably does give you a leg up even your other leagues. Like you said, you kind of have some more ins and outs of rules that not everybody generally will know. But since you are in your league, you kind of have a feel for which a lot of rules follow over to other leagues. All right, so then uh, that is that. Let's get into the recap of this week. So how did you do? Uh, I'm on the, the downward scale. I went 0-3 and and like in, in, in martial football fashion, too. We're talking a guy didn't start a quarterback, and the Baltimore defense and Christian McCaffrey alone uh, and Fournette having his second best game or his first best game. I played against Fournette in two different leagues, and I got kittled and Fournetted all over the place. Yeah, I got McCaffrey'd myself. Uh, I was one in three this week. Uh, both my losses were less than six points. One I lost by six points, the other one by four points, and it was an ex- 
extremely yeah. frustrating week oh. because it all came down to Monday night. I was me Lam- too. I had I was playing against Lamar Jackson, but also then had Mark Ingram starting in the same. Oh, league. it almost worked out for you. Oh too. my I mean, god! You're- back and forth all night long. It just looked like you were going to pull it out as long as they took out Lamar Jackson. Oh, uh, I was so hoping for RG three sighting. It was just that fifth touchdown just screwed me. That that me was too, it. Man. Why couldn't it go to Mark Andrews? That's all I'm asking. I needed five points to win like two of the leagues. I just needed to go to Mark Ingram or no touchdown at all. I would have taken just a knee. Would have been beautiful at that point. I'm with you, man. So that it was, screwed me. It was me. so depressing. Such a such a bad week. I went to bed before this podcast was even recorded. Yeah, yeah, I know. We were we were trying to get on, but then Alex just he he couldn't, I couldn't take do it. It, it I was too depressed. Too depressed. Yep. <laughs> I was playing then against the Ravens defense in my dynasty league. Same thing. I was up by like I was up by nine points going into Monday night, and I had they had the Ravens defense, and I was like, okay, that and you're like, Rogers leg- never gets sacked, and, and and that was just legit. Like, okay, eight points. Like that is a respectable defensive uh, showing, which is a normal average showing for a defense. Yeah. I'm like that's all you need. That's a pretty good day for a defense, I would say. I, I was like, I, my biggest thing was this: no big splash plays, no turnovers. Like no even they hold them to no points. Yeah, like no that's cool, kicks. but. Man, just that the last interception just screwed me so hard. Jared Goff just couldn't help me out to save his life. Um, the only good thing was that the other team, uh, the guy I traded for, I traded Cooper Cup to, and I got a first-round pick. He lost that game because Cup and Braden Cooks were on his team, and they both threw up like no points. He lost. So my uh, my draft pick status for that one draft pick I have keeps going up, which helps. But that was the small, small silver lining I had out of both of those games. It was a tough Monday night. It was, it was. And it's in the past now, so we're looking forward to this week. And so it's to be forgotten, short-term memory. Yeah, well, the one good thing is that on the one win I have is the league, uh, my work league that I thought I was down and out. I'm I'm, I'm in the running. Like, if things fall the right way in this last week, if I win, yeah. get a good amount of points, and then a few other losses, I'll be scoreboard watching. I can actually make it into the playoffs somehow, some way, which it makes a lot of fun. So coming down to the last week of the season, all three of my teams are in the running for a playoff spot, which oh, wow. I guess is the least amount that you could ask for. It's all you want is at least be in the running to make it worthwhile that I'm not down and out and just uh, not even caring. Right. And I'm sitting over here with expert problems like, man, I need that first place buy or that second place buy. That's what I'm fighting for. I need a win just to get my buy. And I'm I'm sweating it. You know, like I, I don't want to play in week 14. I spent all this time and, and money on the waiver wire to get myself into a nice cushy, like at least third place position. And here I am. I've given away so many short uh, points uh, in, in games this year to like two points, 0.4 points. There have been so many close matches that I've lost this year that I should have won that, I, you know, I've got so much hindsight. Yeah, I know. You lost that game to James in our league that you were leading, but you're lucky for you. Lucky for you, Frankie also lost. You know, a, a clock is broken twice. A broken, yeah, that did help by like point. Oh my God, by like 0.06 points or something. And it came down to the Baltimore kicker too. But again, another like scoreboard watching that I needed Frankie to win to beat Sam and just I'm getting boned on every angle. Luckily, Sam only seems to win by less than two points. God, but I was like, come on. If you can put together a lineup, oh, I know. As long as Frankie would have won, at least would again helped my whole chances. Now I I think I'm in the seventh spot. Yeah, you are. Chris. Chris, who has been in like last place for most of the season, actually has a shot at the sixth spot. If he can win, if he can beat James this week, I think he takes that sixth spot. 
if you if you so don't win, if you don't win, I, and it was and I was looking at all the other scores. There's so many bad scores the rest of the week in our league. I was like, of course, my best week of the season. I had to go against Jake and lose by Me six too, points. Me and too. six points, I would have beat you. I would have beat you. Um, but everybody else, I'm seeing a 76 here, an 85, a 90, 55. a 114, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. a 106, a 106. Everybody it in. I'm like. How is it that one week that I'm like doing great, everybody else shits the bed, and I'm the one playing the top player uh, in the all of our league? Oh, it's yeah, so but you did have Allen Robinson, so we'll talk about him a little later. Yeah, okay, there. so let's talk about, let's get into who who helped you secure your spot, uh, but at least scoring enough points to get you, uh, keeping your lead uh, of the number one spot. Who was your best players of the week? Um, you know, I wouldn't call him the best player, but Devontae Adams finally put me up in the teens. Um I finally like that, but uh, who did I pick up off the waiver wire? But Jonathan Williams got me 20 points, um, and I spent a good mo- a bit of money on him. So he was a big one. Uh, Nick Chubb got me 24 points. That's not DJ Moore. Let's talk about DJ Moore. It looked like going into the locker room, he broke his arm on the two-point conversion. I thought, man, I'm going to have to drop this guy and pick up somebody else off the waiver wire. And then he comes back and scores a touchdown for me in the second half. So DJ Moore. With a broken arm. He, he didn't break his arm, apparently. It was all in my head. All I right. didn't see it. Nobody else seemed to see it. He just came back, and it acted like nothing had happened. So they shot him up, and he was good to go. Uh, maybe unless it's like his evil twin that they just swapped him out. Uh, so for me, the best players of the week were Hopkins. Hopkins finally showed up and had a big, big week in my dynasty league, although it was uh, too little too late. Um and then Zach Ertz also in my work league uh, finally had another big week himself, and that helped me. I was clear, clear and free in that league where the whole uh, from the beginning get go of Sunday morning games, I was uh, leading that that uh, that matchup, and he was a big part of that. Uh, my biggest disappointments of the week: uh, a big uh, a, a guy who keeps showing up on this list, Mike Evans. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I I just don't know what to do with him. Did he uh, get like forty-seven points one week? Oh my like god! It's just it's just one week. The, but the balance of it, it's not. It, oh my god! And it just and then averages AJ out. AJ Green all over again. Oh, it's awful! It's awful. Uh, and then I have Jacobs, uh, the Raiders running back, a big nothing. But again, these two were in my work league, so it didn't hurt me. Although Evans is in my dynasty league as well, which did hurt me. You know, just get me another like. Give me a touchdown. Give me another like 50 yards. Something, man. He threw up like five points, like something really atrocious. Uh, And then the other biggest disappointment is that I had, I'll get to this in a minute. I'll hold this one. I have one more disappointment, but this one's on me, but I'll get to that in my sit and start debates. So who for you was your biggest disappointments? Man, Sutton. I was, I was riding Sutton high on one of my leagues as a, a number one wide receiver. And he only got me like three points. Um, Crowder, Jamison Crowder, who is usually a target hog, only got me three points. Um, every single Ram, uh, except for uh, Robert Woods, who messed me up last week, was the reason one of the reasons I didn't win last week. Uh, he put up 12 points. Uh, luckily, in garbage time was where he got most of his points. But my kicker. Uh, from the Rams was a big disappointment. I expect double digits from him every week. But that's I think the Ram the Rams were overall everybody was a disappointment on the Rams last night. So I, I don't think that you can't really single out one guy. I've got them on my disappointment list. Yeah, but then there's one more. Aaron Jones is another one. Okay, and we'll get to Aaron Jones then in a minute. Um, and I just wanted to actually, I have to make a small uh, an addition to my best players. Allen Robinson, like you just mentioned, had a phenomenal week. And uh, Mark Ingram also threw up a great game for me. But again, just 
not quite enough. Um, but the, on the Allison Robinson, Alan Robinson thing, that'll move us into uh, some cis dark debates that I had this week. Uh, I had a, I was debating whether or not to sit him because I had uh, Miles Sanders on the bench and I was reading some people like, oh yeah, he should have like a good week and all this. And I thought about swapping him out. The last minute I was like, no, just stick to what you know. Ride Allen Robinson. It was the right choice. He got me 22 points. Uh, so He's been a he's been a stalwart of me my whole uh, team this season in my LA locals league and he's just been great. I only have had a few bad games, it's like two or three. So he's been fantastic. Uh, regardless of what Trubisky's doing up there, whenever he's actually throwing the ball to somebody, it seems to be to Allen Robinson. So he's been a great great uh, player for me the entire season. Fair enough. And let me see others. Oh, and then the other sit start debate, which I just I I totally just it it's cost me big time was uh, Ryan Tannehill of the Titans. I, in my dynasty league, I, I picked him up midway through the season and I've been riding him for, and he's been keeping me in the playoff hunt. He had a bye la- last week. So I had Baker Mayfield in and then I, I just completely spaced and I, I saw it and I looked at it. I was like, Baker Mayfield, I was like, Ryan Tannehill. I was like, I, for some reason in my head, I was like, I can't go with Tannehill. I got to go with Mayfield for some reason. I don't know what my thinking was. It was just, I guess Mayfield had a good week last week. I thought he was going to ride that out again. And I was like, Tannehill, I just... I, I totally spaced on it, and he ended up throwing like 32 points. Mayfield had a good game at 24 points for me, but Tannehill, 32, that would have put me over. I, and I, I don't know what I was thinking about riding my my guy who was keeping me in the playoffs the whole season. I don't know what happened. It was just this awful thing. I looked at it. I, it's not like I spaced out and didn't even look. I, I saw it, yeah, and I just— Like me last week. Oh, it, it, Watson. It was it was awful. It was awful to watch yeah, that you know, happen. You know what else is awful? Uh, playing Mark Andrews instead of playing Kittle because Kittle had been injured for like three weeks. That was my start and sit debate. And you and you had Kittles on the bench. Yeah, and I lost because of it because I only needed five more points from Mark Andrews and Kittle got me like twenty one points. Oh, yeah. So if I just put him in, I would have won. If I, it's just one of those things, but it wouldn't have guaranteed me a playoff spot. It's the one one league I'm in where I have to win every week and I need somebody else to lose specifically and they won. So I really wasn't getting in the playoffs regardless. So it's nothing to really lose sleep about. Yeah, but I, I know the feeling, but you know, Garoppolo, they, uh, the offense for San Francisco finally seems to be clicking more consistently and Garoppolo seems to be getting a better handle on everything. So if you have Kittle, I, you got to have him in there, obviously. Right. And, but he hadn't played in the last two weeks. He still had the questionable tag. Problem yeah. was, it was a late game. If it was an early game, probably would have put him in. Yeah, I, I know that that's always a tough thing when you have a late player being questionable up to game time decision that screws with everything. Or a Monday night game questionable that screws with everything. It's so hard. Oh, yeah. so, oh well. That is, I mean, did I have anything else? Um, you know, it was frustrating just because I had a bunch of weaker players on my bench that ended up having really good games. But I was looking, yeah. I was like, I'm never going to start these guys. Like Rashad Penny, uh, Mike sure. Gleski, the tight Latavius end. Uh, Murray. Yeah, like exactly. I had Mary on my bench because he was been doing great. Me but too. I was like, but am I going to start too. him? No, I. St- he had a big donut the past two games. Yeah. And if I'd started him over Aaron Jones, I won. Oh yeah. So it, that's a frustrating thing. But on the flip side, you try to look at it it's like you're never going to start these guys. So just you're not. You you're can't gonna... look at it that way because you didn't know any better. Unless yeah. you just had some psychic premonition, which, based on Vegas's uh, lines on games, I feel like most of them are psychic. Yeah, they have to be. 
I don't know. They got some special sauce that they know there's, what they're doing. Yeah, there's some analytic. There's some computer out there. I don't know. But they, they have a uh, chock full of history uh, for decades of experience versus my <laughs> maybe 10 years at best doing this racket. All right. So uh, moving into some breaking news, uh, we have a all points bulletin out missing points. I mean, persons. I mean, points. Oh, uh, that's for Amari Cooper, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, I, I'm not sure if anybody else made the list. There's probably a few out there that I, I don't even have, but where in the world have these two gone? Search party for two, looking for Aaron Jones and Amari Cooper. I mean, I understand what happened with Amari Cooper. They were playing the New England Patriots, and they don't allow many uh, wide receivers to catch the ball. So that one He I had a goose egg, though, man, a goose egg. Zero he almost had 2.5 points, like the very last play of the game, but... They ruled it uh, that he dropped the pass, but he almost got one one reception. But. <sighs> Man, that is brutal. Uh, I mean, like I know my Eagles are looking bad, but uh, the Cowboys are following suit too. They just the NFC East is just uh, not playing well at all so uh i mean because i even looked at what uh zeke elliott had i mean he had a pretty pedestrian game for who he is he had about 14 points in a general average of points throughout leagues uh which is fine but not for him he's supposed to be a guy who's going to get you 20 plus points each week and they just they stuffed him up which is a weird thing though i know the patriots have a really good offense but actually the run defense is one of the on the lower ends of all defenses so it's a bit surprising their pass defense is uh, nothing to play around with no no not at all and they've they've shown up and kept them in games even though the pats offense is also looking uh, as bit as good as the patriots pass defense is is how bad the patriots pass offense is looking these days it has to be. It has to make up for the fact that the Patriots have zero offense. Yeah, so in other breaking news, uh, I mean, just for the Eagles, the their O-line is decimated with injuries uh, and in from all their wide receivers. I mean, their starting wide receiver this week is their wide receiver four on their depth chart, and it just gets worse from there. Yeah, the uh, running backs weren't doing them any favor either. No, not at all. I mean, Jordan Howard's out for a second week in a row coming off of a bye week. Um uh, Miles Sanders hasn't been able to get anything going, but they also their offensive line was missing two starters for this past game, and the, they picked up uh, Ajayi off the waiver wire, and he doesn't seem to be doing anything for them. So no, but they seem to be giving him the touches though. So yeah, and he had about one or two decent runs, but outside of that, that whole offense is just a train wreck right now. So anything with Wentz, don't touch. They're running backs. That's why you know what? I'm keeping Miles Sanders on the bench at this point. There's nothing good. He's going to have to prove something before I even think of starting him anymore. Uh, Just nothing good for the Eagles offense. So they're pretty much all off radar for anything fantasy football related. Um, Dolphins released their running back, Mark Walton, after some uh, domestic abuse uh, allegations or uh, reports, uh, however you want to put it. Uh, So maybe take a look at the running back position again (laughs) for the Dolphins, see if there's anything there you want to take a flyer on uh, for the playoffs. And uh, Andy Dalton's back in for the Bungles. I mean, the Bengals. Uh, So if you who dat? Who dat? Who dat? I don't. I don't know. Who? I, I don't even know. I, I mean, are they that? Somebody. Are they the yeah. the minor league team that gets a chance to play with the big boys every now oh, and then? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, they're like, they're like the Alabama of uh, the NFL right now. Like they're like a college team. Yeah, it really has a lot of heart. But yeah, I mean, at winning. this point, they are definitely in the running for the team of questionably could they even beat a college team at this point. Uh, so that is, I think, all the breaking news we have mostly for this week. Not too much else going on. So 
If you don't have anything else into the breaking news or uh, thoughts off of that, uh, let's move into the, some strategy talk. Uh, so you were bringing this up. So you see it as you're, you're watching the games, you're following around on other people's uh, teams and their rosters and their points, and you're looking at a few select players of Melvin Gordon, uh, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Russell Wilson, and you think that any of the owners of these players are not going to make the playoffs. I would like no, you no, to no, explain. No, 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 no. You don't. You, you'd like to clarify because you don't understand what I'm saying. What All I'm right, saying please explain. Please these explain. people are on teams. Like, these players are on teams uh, that are not going to make the playoffs. Like, uh, Albie having some of these or Kyle having some of these people or other people in other leagues who are out of the playoff contention uh, altogether who have these people who somehow have managed to have Michael Thomas – on their team and not made it into the playoffs is what I'm saying. Ah, it's like saying okay. I have McCaffrey and somehow I didn't make it into the playoffs. It must be my fault is what I'm saying. So those people have gold. These are golden uh, athletes on their team and they can't seem to put together a win from week in and week out with those people around them. So these poor people, these poor players are just rotting away on terrible teams who have terrible owners and terrible management. This is what I'm saying. This is my point. This is the fun part where at the end we're like, I wish I had Michael Thomas. Well, no one has him in the playoffs. You know, like stuff like that makes you feel better. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing too, though. When you still have to go up against these guys coming these last few weeks, usually these teams, like you said, are not making the playoffs, so they're not good. But they, you never know if they these guys they, throw they big points one week, day long. they could play big spoilers too. And you're just like, really? That's what these guys are doing for me now? Is just going to spoil my playoff ranking or playoff chances? Uh, man, well, that's a shame. Especially like Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson, not going to be in the playoffs. And it's like, how do you have these guys on your teams and you can't manage to pull together more respectable that, wins? That was why I wanted to talk about it. Because I just, and I'm sure there are other big names out there in some of your other leagues that you didn't do the research because you didn't understand what I meant. Uh, but just to see those people and be like, I'm so glad I don't have to go against them in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that is good for us. I mean, yeah, especially Russell Wilson, even though he had a really bad game this past week. But Michael Thomas, too. Michael Thomas had a big week this week. Kamara. His floor is like 12 points. I I, I don't know why. I, I must have blinders on, but I always overlook Michael Thomas. I know he's always at the top of the wide receiver uh, rankings, but for some reason, I just he's not on my radar. I usually have Hopkins up there. Obviously, I had Beckham up there, Hopkins, that kind of Hopkins thing. Hopkins statistically is the best wide receiver, though. He drops very few passes. But, but you know... I, and I usually try to look holistically, though, at a lot of these players. Like, he's on with one of the best quarterbacks, with one of the best offensive mind as coaching, and yet I still, some reason, don't... They just need better blocking. They need to get bigger boys up front. Well, you know what it is for me, for Michael Thomas specifically, and sometimes this happens with a few teams, the way I look at them, is I just see they have so many targets, though, that they spread the ball out a lot, but it still just seems that it doesn't matter with him, though. He's going to get his points. Like you said, he has a floor of, like, 18 points. Yeah, but you expect them to be up. You expect them to be running more mm -hmm. uh you know like camara to get more of those kind of garbage points and yet they're still throwing the ball because they're still mad about the refs and the uh against the rams at the end of last season so they're still playing with a chip on their shoulder for sure for sure well i'm glad i'm not gonna have to see michael thomas or russell wilson or melvin gordon and melvin is he pulling it together now melvin gordon now that he's been playing for a few weeks he is he's, he's doing better i mean somehow him and eckler are still getting plenty of points to separate it kind of like my chubb and uh kareem hunt uh situation well, it, sh it would be interesting because these are the players that are in our LA Locals League run together, but how many other leagues have other players? Like, I'm sure there's leagues with McCaffrey on a team, and that team is just faltering. And you're just like, how do you build a team around him and not have anybody else that you can't make the playoffs? Exactly. I mean, I think last year, honestly, I think that was the case for Albie. I think he had McCaffrey on his team, 
and somehow still like clockwork. Talk about, I mean, McCaffrey, though, that is like the player of the year. I mean, honestly, I, I know Lam- easily. I, Lamar Jackson, I think, is probably at this point going to win MVP, but I, I don't see how McCaffrey doesn't, though, just because of the points he's putting up. And, and we're talking about MVP in the way that you got to look at realistically how it's seen, and it's the best player, not seen as like who offers the most value to their team. That's not how it actually is voted on. Just imagine if your draft was McCaffrey, spun, spun around to the second round, you go for Cup, spun around again, you go for Lamar Jackson. I mean, you've already made it. You you probably lost one game all year because of that. Just because of that. And that has to have happened. Where well, the thing is too, like Lamar Jackson, you probably could have picked up in like the fifth or sixth round. Absolutely, because I picked up Watson in the fifth. Um, and a cup, the same thing. You're talking like after the fifth round, probably for him, because he's a wide receiver. There's a lot of depth there. Nobody was like nobody. He's all coming off an injury too. There are teams out there with the the trio you just you just mentioned, and I can't imagine that you can't. That's a juggernaut. You cannot stop a team like that. McCaffrey. Right? I was like, of course I'm going on McCaffrey. And I also, the worst part of my week this week was that I did not have Kelsey in there. Kelsey would have gotten me the extra 10 points that I needed because I had uh, Dallas Goddard on my team and he got me like four points, which is about what I expected. But I mean, come on, man. How does, I had a, oh, I had the freaking perfect storm of just player I should have had in there, been able to play, but he was on a bye and going up against like the two guys that are just unstoppable in football right now being Lamar Jackson and McCaffrey. It, it, speaking of, uh, Jake has two of that three that we just he talked sure about. Does. Exactly. So <sighs> man, uh, it's, it's incredibly he Godwin. He has Godwin. Oh, yeah, he has the other one. Mike he had a 30-plus point game. And I had Allen Robinson who put up 22. So he went toe-to-toe with him and at least got me back a lot of those points. And it was just small mismatches because then he had a few other guys. Like he had a, he had Nick Font or whatever the guy's name is, the tight end for Denver. Yeah, the who tight threw end. Up. Uh-huh. He did nothing. So like tight end the tight end, we were good. Uh, it was just frustrating. Yeah. Well, well, like Elsa says from Frozen, let it go. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. This this was the week, man. I was my I was almost at my pure peak. I was a pure peak outside of Kelsey not being in there, and I was like ready to go. And I I just uh, it's so annoying. Yeah, I picked up Hollister to to fill that Kelsey role, and he didn't help me very much. He only got like three points. Yeah, and I think because he got hurt for a little bit, and yeah, and he uh, the Eagles defense just completely stymied Seattle. Like just uh, the same way Seattle stymied the Eagles defense uh, offense, it was the same way. Eagles defense played amazing. But like you said, let's let's move on from week 12. Let's look forward to week 13. So what do you do for your final week? Are you, do you have any specific strategies with the teams that you have that you're looking to do? I mean, you've pretty much locked – you haven't locked it up. So you do need to win in your LA Locals League to secure the league. I, I do need to win, but essentially and, – And what about your, what about your other league that you're in the playoffs as well? What, what standing are you at in the other league that you're in the playoffs with? Oh, it, it's first or bust, baby. For I'm both in first teams? Place in that one. Well, yeah, well, this one I got pushed down to second because – uh, Jake has like 13 more points than me or something overall. He, he squeezed it out with uh, Monday Night Football. Really kind of hurt me with okay. Lamar Jackson. Um, but, yeah, so I'm in first. I'm in second. Um, but I'm still – I'm in both leagues. I'm fighting for that bye. Uh, I think I have it in the bag in the other league. But I have to beat the third-place person this week, Frankie, okay. in order to solidify my spot at second. Or first. It depends on if someone can beat Jake. I, I mean, talk about somebody who's fallen off a cliff, though, Frankie. I mean, like, he was one of the top point getters in the beginning of the season, was going toe-to-toe with you. But then, like, the past few weeks, he's just been throwing up, like, under 100 you know, points. And he posted about a month ago that he was scared about Jake taking over the league. And we're all looking at each other like, Jake's in, like, fourth or fifth. And what's he talking about? Like, what? I was, I was wondering why he wasn't targeting me as the person to kind of shut down and 
He was at Jake, and now I can see why he knew it was coming. So, what are you gonna? What are you trying to do then? How do you strategize? We talked. You talked about this last week about you had this whole strategy to, or the week before, really. You know, we talked about it last week when you're playing Sam and you had this strategy. You didn't want to show your cards, this and that. Like, so then, what other little things do you try to do now this last week where you have to win both your games and both your leagues that you're running for first place right now? Oh, oh, no games. I have my lineup set. I did okay. it during Monday Night Football. I was like week 13. Let me. See. I don't care if Frankie can see it. I'm putting together 140 projected points against 109. So I'm I'm looking hopeful. But I've got my starting lineup in, uh, you know, barring any sort of waiver wire pickup. Okay, and so you really don't have – so no real big sit-start I've debates? I've got no hidden strategy this week. I I am in it to win it. Normally I play to my competitor's strengths. I do it in most of the things I do. But this week, uh, balls to the wall, baby. Like, I don't care what he's doing. I'm not even looking at his side. So either of your matchups that you have in both your leagues, do you have any other crossover matchups, meaning QB going against a receiver, receiver going against a QB, that's like a split difference between the two teams that you have to worry about, or no, are you clean across the board? Let me look that up. Do you have that situation going on? Is that something that you have a problem with this coming up week? Actually, let me take a look. I haven't set my roster yet. I'm taking a look. Because I've got Cup again. Oh, i got to go against Sam. Be- I have such a huge game playing sure. Sam. So me too. I've got Dalvin. I'm going up against Dalvin Cook, and I'm going against Thielen, who's on my team. Um, so. Oh, my God. I'm pretty much going up against the Dallas offense right now. He has Dak, Dak Prescott, a Cooper, and Elliott. And he's still free. Oh, yeah. He has all three of those players. It's because if they have a bad game, they've had good games. But if they have a bad game, he loses. Um, no, it doesn't look like I have that problem, though. He doesn't have any players with a split difference on my team, um, which is a good thing. So, yeah, Thielen is, is my one answer for you. So I have 112. i got to swap out. Uh, so i got to swap out uh, Kelsey, throwing him in there. So we're close. We're going to be around one point. So I gotta, but he's going to have 128 projected. I'm going to have around, like, 120 projection. But those projections have been so off, and, man, Oh man, but oh man, I got Ingram's going to go up against San Francisco, so that's a huge game for them. So I don't know how many points he's actually going to be able to put up. Oof, it's going to be a tough week for me. I just hope. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for me in the one where I'm in first place. I really hope Cleve, Cleveland needs to keep rolling and getting uh, Beckham Jr. still keeping it, get him more involved like they have been the past two games. And I think I'll, I should hopefully be okay then. Uh, yeah, all three of my leagues I'm in though, so that at least that's fun. Like I said, so my I'm doing my normal strategy. I'm not fucking around. I'm just putting in the right guys. I'm putting in my stalwarts. I'm not trying to play any games. I'm not going to see about a matchups. I'm not trying to do. I think this guy's getting hot. I'm just playing the guys I've stuck with the whole season. That's going to be my lineup. That's it. That's the strategy for week thirteen. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I, I that that's how I usually do it, and I'm not messing around this week. I'm, I'm not any. I don't have honestly, and we also can talk about just waiver wire strategy. Uh, we don't have. I don't have any strategy. I don't have real any big holes to fill. I'm not trying to pick up anybody to throw on as a flyer. Uh, I'm sticking with my guys. Even my defense. I have the pit defense. They're playing Cleveland. Oh, that's a tough one though. I want. Yeah, don't you have some of those players? Uh, yeah, I've I've Beckham. So it's like, what do I do? Shoot, that is one one decision I'm gonna have to decide. Oh, but Pittsburgh, oh, they just had that Cleveland game. They're going to be riled up for that game, though. They're going to be riled up for that game. It looks Mm. like rain across the board on Sunday, too. I don't know if you've seen that yet. All of my players seem to be playing in the rain. So I don't know. Do you think – I can't not start Beckham. i got to at least take the split, the difference between the Beckham and the Pittsburgh defense. But the Pittsburgh defense, you've got to imagine, is going to be riled up after the last game two weeks ago, right? Like Your your worst-case scenario is Landry gets all of the points – 
One, because Sam has him. And two, because not only does it help uh, him, it hurts you twice because you didn't get Beckham and the Pittsburgh defense then gets points removed. So that is that is a tough situation. Yeah, but I, I, I have to ride that out, though. Like I said, we can't, like I can't mess said. with this. I mean, because then the best case scenario is kind of like Beckham scores like 100 yards and a touchdown, and but Pittsburgh still gets like two interceptions and maybe a, a fumble recovery. Uh, that would be the best. That would be the most ideal situation for me where they get a few takeaway points, but Beckham still scores a touchdown. But do, you, do you hear yourself trying to like create this perfect world of where your situation works out? Well, what else am I supposed to do? I gotta, I gotta think on the. I've gotta be positive, man. I was positive with going into Monday night with the Rams and the Ravens, and I was so close to having that. So close. I was like, I was talking to my friend. She's a uh, Ravens fan. She's from Baltimore, and I was like, listen, I gotta root against your Ravens for the most part, except I need Ingram to score like a lot of points. So just have them feed him the rock, and Lamar Jackson doesn't do much, and then the Ravens defense just plays average, and I'll be happy. And I had about I had one third of that that ideal situation, but um, so I got I got to be positive. I got to think it out how I got at least should hopefully can win this. I don't know, man. Yep. The the good news is for uh, for Sunday it looks like Baltimore plays the 49ers. That looks like the game of the week. Yeah, that is totally. Uh, when are they playing them? On uh... uh, ten o'clock. It's the first game. Oh wow! I w- oh, wow! I'm surprised that's not flexed down into like Sunday night. Oh, for sure. That should be a five twenty game. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm surprised it's not there. Maybe it'll be happening today. I think this is the day they usually happen. Can they do that? Can they switch schedules? So I don't know. I have Jay Myers, a Seattle kicker. He didn't do much for me. Of course, Sly, I still have him on my roster for Carolina, did a lot, but I got to stick with my kicker. I can't, I can't get, I can't move past them. They're playing against Minnesota in Minnesota, so that's a dome. So I got to stick with that. That's, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, I got to go with Tannehill in my dynasty, though, right? Tannehill's got to be the guy for the quarterback, don't you think? Yeah, I wouldn't trust Baker Mayfield to bring yeah. it home. Especially against that, like I said, on the flip side, I need Pittsburgh D to do big. I I, I feel like they're really going to just attack. Uh, Pittsburgh, here's the thing is that i got to start Beckham, but there's a really high chance Pittsburgh could come away with like a 20-plus point game because I think they are just going to hammer, hammer, hammer Cleveland. Hammer a, lot of bull, a lot of bulletin board material from last week, that's for sure. So Jalen Samuels also got dropped in my dynasty league. For Pittsburgh running back, do you think I should pick him up? And do you think he's worth a start? It depends on how much the Pittsburgh. Okay, so Jalen Samuels actually has really good stats as far as when he's the starter and he plays. My personal thing is I don't trust their offense, uh, so I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to get you. But he his average is somewhere around four to five yards per carry just when he starts. So uh, you know he's going to get the the workload. You know he's got the average against uh, probably. What was supposed to be a really good defense isn't great at run defense. So I think he's a good pickup. Again, you know, hamper your expectations. It says Steelers Connor believes it's a little bit, a little bit, little bit before he returns re, uh, oh, after re-injuring he's his not- shoulder. So I don't know why my buddy dropped Samuels. I mean, he had a lot of – like I said, that is a, uh, a money play in that league in Dynasty. Like you have a, a, a cap. So he might be cap reasons why he wanted to drop him because he spent a whole bunch of money on him the other week. Yeah, you should pick him up. He's worth a flyer. All right. Well, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, so I'm going to look into maybe waiver wire as far as my dynasty go. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to try to go for Jalen Samuels. And I, do you, God, that's a hard one. So I have Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is going to start. My question is, do I start him? I guess I have four receivers that I start in that league, and it's Hopkins, Evans, James, uh, John Brown on Buffalo, 
and Chark are my four receivers in my dynasty league. So then I'm only then starting one running back because it's either four and one or you could do three and two as far as running backs. Do you think it's worth sitting Evans and starting James uh, Jalen Samuel if I can pick him up? I personally, again, it depends on the points. Uh, you know, Evans has that ceiling of like 40 points, but his floor is literally nothing. <laughs> Uh, his, his floor is literally zero to 40. Um, that is, that is the Mike Evans experience. Um, whereas Samuel's probably going to get you a floor of eight, eight to six points with a ceiling of like 21. So really it's boomer bust. Yeah. And then it almost feels like I should just stick with my guys that I have and not again, play games in the last week, trying to get into the playoffs and ride them out. And like, if I sink or swim with, you know, ride or die with, you know, who we got is who we need. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you've made your decision at the beginning of this segment when you said I'm going with my starters. Yeah, so. but then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I was like, there is some tweaking I could try. But again, then that's going against just ride them out. It is. Ride them out. It's a different strategy. But here's the thing is I should – here's the one thing I mean, I'm going to try to do some research, which I haven't done yet, is I should look up to see when uh, Godwin has, like, huge games, what happens the next game? Like, does he get double covered, and then is that when Evans is open, and is that when he has his big games? And- and why don't you look at how many bad games Evans has had until that next big game? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's the spacing? So it may be maybe next week's the turnaround week, and I don't want to like shoot myself in the foot by sitting he, him. He could thinking, be due. Who knows? Uh, decisions, decisions. This is a big week. Big week. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll, we'll leave everyone with a cliffhanger. What will J-Mac do This is exciting. Week? All right. Um, I'm, I'm, my heart's racing now thinking about it. I got a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> got a, a weight on the shoulders. Uh, the one I'm not worrying about is the work league, which is where I'm just trying to, I'm just letting it, letting it ride. So I think I should let it on my, all my things. Because you know what? I go back to you when you were in the championship game and you switched out folds for... Uh, Kirk Cousins, and I can't do that. I got, I gotta learn from your I'd old mistakes. I'd say you lose more sleep over that decision than I do. I gotta learn from your mistakes. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna stick with who I got, but I'll let you know. You'll find out next week. Um, any bold predictions? Uh, San Francisco beats Baltimore. Oh wow, wow! Uh, that is a huge bold prediction. I think so. I thought it was a pretty good one. I mean, that's why they're bold. See, I, I, I'm, I am full all in on Baltimore Ravens, and I don't, oh, I, I don't I think they're going to dominate for sure. That's again, that's why it's a bold prediction. All right, all right, all right. Um, who do I think? What do I think is a bold prediction? Um. How about Jake loses? That'd be another bold Ooh, prediction. I'll take Jake that. Loses Thank you for the week. idea, sir. Yes, let's roll with that. Jake's going to lose in a shocker. A shocker. Yeah. He's going to get upset and he's going to lose out on the first round bye because he's going to lose. And you and Frankie are going to win. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, Jake's going to lose and Frankie's going to win and you're going to win. And then you two are going to secure the two first round buys. That's my bold prediction. I'm going to add in two extra layers to that. Uh, I'm, although my bold predictions have been terrible, I mean, uh, Tom, Tom Brady and the Patriots did not bounce back, did not bounce back. They won, but did not bounce yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And I, I started off strong, but I've definitely teetered downward as I've gotten more bold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it. Uh, where can people reach you? Think Curly at Twitter. Uh, and I'm at Jay Stravs at Twitter. Uh, I've been trying to do a little more posting again. It's mostly just Eagles some talks. That's the games I'm usually yeah. actually watching. But I try to throw out. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter during the Sunday games just to get a little flavor of like what I'm thinking and what I'm worried sure. about. Sure. And I remember we promised live tweeting, so I also went on and I, I tweeted a couple things as well. But you know, we don't really have the fan base for me to feel the instant gratification. You know, like right. if someone were like, oh man, I disagree, or yeah, great call, or a gif of someone eating porridge, or whatever it is, 
that's on their mind. So it's not as rewarding, but I'm still going to keep doing it. it you fun. are a performer at heart and you live off of the uh, instant I, feedback. I, need, you, I feed off of it. You do, you give do. Me, so me, 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 so me, I me, think me, it's a two-way thing though. We got to start, it's a chicken and egg thing. We got to start the live tweeting first and allow them to see that we're going to be there and then they can come back at us. And that that's how it works. It sounds good. All right, man. Uh, until next week, Godspeed and good luck. And uh, hopefully luck I'll you. see you in the playoffs. See you then. Later. Yep. Real life matters. Real life matters.